So some of you gathered here this evening might be aware that my wife is enduring treatment for cancer. Whenever a Joanne has a procedure, she wants to hold on to someone's hand. Because of the COVID restrictions, I have been prohibited from being with her. But one of the nurses assisting her often offers her that healing hand. Most of us can relate to holding a child or a parent's hand when they're getting a shot at the doctor's office or sitting in the dentist chair. We know children instinctively run to those they love when they fall down and hurt themselves. While kissing the boo-boo doesn't help the pain, human touch communicates care and love and consolation, which is a key part of the healing process. If not physically, then at least emotionally or spiritually. I think it's one of the things we missed most during the pandemic, that hearty handshake, a big hug, or a warm embrace. When we listen to someone in pain, they can be comforted because their words are being received. But the human touch is what is most special. It has the capacity to bridge what separates us and creates that affirming connection and presence. In scripture, healing often occurs not by word only, but by physical contact. We see that in the gospel today. These two dramatic and wonderful miracle stories highlight once again the gentleness which Jesus heals the two women he encounters. They highlight for us his affection and the concern for those who are suffering. In the gospel, Jairus asked Jesus to lay hands on his daughter so that she might be well and live. Later, Jesus will take that same child by the hand and restore her health. The ill woman with the debilitating hemorrhage initiates the touch. Apparently, even the garments of Jesus can be vehicles of healing power if they are touched with faith. The two miracle narratives are joined together and both stories include the subject of faith. There are contrasts between the woman and the synagogue official, the prominent and the marginalized, the public and the private. But in the most important ways, they are the same. Both the woman and the man act out of faith, and they believe that Jesus has the power to heal. Christ is interested in the well-being of everyone, even though they might not be highly valued in the society of his time. Women and children, the chronically ill, those who are considered outcasts and expendable. But Jesus opposes death because he is committed to life. 
The opening lines today in the Book of Wisdom express this clearly. God did not make death, nor does he rejoice in the the destruction of the living. He willingly enters into the battle with death, emerging victorious and celebrating his victory with a fierce commitment to bring life to all of those in need. Just look at how Jesus responds to the woman whose life was being drained away from her. She is not simply another needy face in the crowd, but she is a daughter. Jesus makes it clear by using that term. She was never simply a ritually uncleaned woman with uncontrollable bleeding. She is a daughter of God who is suffering. And despite her affliction, she held on to that spiritual identity, which gave her courage to reach out to God's love. That was her faith, that she was one of God's children, just like each and every one of us. This is where the healing comes from, faith which is more than physical. She can go in peace, healed because she had been spiritually touched by God. That is what can happen for each and every one of us at every Mass when we receive Christ and he touches us in the love of the Eucharist, providing us healing nourishment and food for the journey. When Jesus senses the flowing forth of his healing power, he does not want the recipient to just slip away with only a physical healing. The fullness of healing spiritually as well as physically occurs only with a personal encounter with him. So he turns to seek out the recipient of his healing power. Jesus looks around, desiring that the woman meet his gaze and enter into a personal relationship with him. The afflicted woman in the episode is a model for us and how we should approach Jesus. While the crowds of people were pressing against him as he walked along, she touched him gently without attracting any attention to herself. Her faith and her willingness to trust brought her, her into living contact with Jesus. And as a result, she experienced dramatic healing. The difference between the crowds and the women, the woman, prompts a question. How often do we merely bump against Jesus? For instance, when we receive him in the Eucharist, do we half-consciously meander towards him amid all the preoccupations of our day? Or do we come to him determined to touch him, touch him personally, with a lively awareness of the grace and power that can flow forth from him and into our lives? And then there is Jairus, 
the synagogue official who desperately wants to lay hands, have Jesus lay hands upon his daughter. I think many of us can relate to our own pleas for healing for ourselves and for our loved ones, but confusion and doubt often enter in. The people of the synagogue's official's house tell us in the gospel, your daughter has died, why trouble the teacher any longer? But as the gospel is clearly established, Jesus wants to be troubled. And those of us who trouble him with our prayers are the ones who can experience his healing power. Jesus ignores the unbelieving messengers and reassures Jairus, do not be afraid, just have faith. Let those words this week ring out as we bring all of our troubles to Jesus. He desires to heal us however we are broken. We can approach Jesus as Jairus did or as the woman in the crowd did confident of his compassionate love and his desire for our well-being and our redemption. Today, Jesus is providing us with a lesson of how to move beyond fear to faith. In both situations, Jesus confronts the obstacles and breaks through all barriers with his healing power. The message of these two amazing stories of healing is that despite one's fears, trust in Jesus can save us and make us whole. In that spirit, let us all reach out and let us touch him and ask us to heal us through our participation and our redemption through the Eucharistic meal.